Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Coming with kind of a instant reaction length type of podcast here on a Sunday afternoon following Miami's cookout on Saturday. Pool party slash cookout. Uh, Lots of players there in attendance. Plenty to touch on there in terms of the latest with their recruitments. Um, And just wanted to get this podcast out, recapping that here quickly, because fall camp's right around the corner. Miami's media day's right around the corner. Things are going to pile up. And so wanted to get this out quick and touch on it before it gets lost in the shuffle. Before we begin this podcast, wanted to highlight too, on August 1st, which is Tuesday, uh, 24-7 Sports as a network is going to hold a 75% off annual subscription sale. That's about $26 for a yearly subscription to InsideTheU.com. A lot can change uh, in college football during fall camp. This is a very, very important fall camp for Miami and the trajectory of the Mario Cristobal regime here. And so now's, now's the time to subscribe and uh, take advantage of this deal on August 1st. Um, I believe, too, uh, monthly subscribers can also upgrade to this 75% off annual subscription deal. So just wanted to highlight that. Again, this podcast is... Uh, being released before August 1st, but just keep it on, you know, and we'll have, we'll probably have another podcast here before August 1st, highlighting the deal again, but August 1st through, I I think the August 3rd, this sale is running 75% off 26 bucks for annual coverage. Uh, Just wanted to put that uh, on notice here. The Star Horton Group is a real estate company that covers all of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. Born and raised in Miami, Star is committed to growing his clients' wealth and securing their futures. One of the top realtors in the state, Star knows the ins and outs of the market to make sure his clients get the best possible value when they sell or buy. If you're looking to buy or sell or know someone who is, call or text Star directly at 561 561- Five seven three four six six one, and here's the beauty: when you refer someone to Star, he will donate two hundred and fifty dollars to the Miami Hurricanes Athletic Fund in your name upon the closing of the deal. So, to have a great real estate experience and help our Canes, 
Call or text STAR today at 561-573-4661. Are you a business owner or manager in need of seasonal or temporary staff? Let the folks at LT Pro Enterprises assist. The folks at LT Pro Enterprises can help you find laborers for your business in the state of Florida with an expanding footprint to other states as well. Reach out to Lionel Torres at Torres Lionel one, the number one at gmail.com. LT Pro Enterprises, your source for all of your staffing and labor needs. This episode is also brought to you by Midway Sports, your one-stop shop for all of your sporting good needs, located just two miles south of the University of Miami. This locally owned small business has everything you would need to gear up for every sport. Their stocked up men's, women's, and kids selections has you and your family covered for all of your outdoor needs. Use promo code SMOKE15 for 15% off your online order at MidwaySports.com. All right, Gabby, let's get into the cookout. And I want to start with who I think arguably the most important there in terms of non-commits. And that, to me, at least, is defensive lineman Cam Franklin. Uh, the top 50 player out of the state of Mississippi visited what? I know you said last time, Gabby, but what is this, like fifth, sixth? Yeah, I think uh, fifth. fifth. Fifth time, the fourth time unofficially. So, I mean, it's kind of piling up. So big getting him on campus. I'll say this too. Like, just, again, we've already known this. Like, I've seen him in person before. But just when you see his body type, like, that's what it's supposed to look like. That's an SEC defensive lineman that's athletic looks like a future first or second round pick right assuming everything goes right with his trajectory uh in terms of development looks apart i guess gabby like what what was you know maybe the vibes coming out of his most recent trip did he bring anyone with him etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah it looked like he was he was there with his girlfriend first of all and then uh his grandma um, who, okay. you know, I, I don't think had seen the program yet. I think he'd been down with his, with his folks, you know, with his high school coaches. Um, he's been down with, you know, a number of people around him. I think now officially everyone that's most important to him in his life has now seen Miami been, been on these visits with him. And, uh, look, I mean, he, he basically told me that this could potentially be the last visit he takes before he makes a commitment. Um, he didn't like commit to that. He didn't like announce a commitment date. But he said that he could see he said like basically like September is kind of his cutoff point where like he's it's not going to go past that. Um, you know, again, some I think something could come something could happen here ahead of his uh, senior season, which would be again early September. Uh, but he also didn't rule out maybe announcing something either before or after that Auburn visit, which I believe is in late September um, to go check those okay. guys out. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's kind of like the overall timeline we're looking at here. Uh, there's some schools that really just four schools that they appear to be kind of like in the race, like in the mix here. Uh, and that's Auburn, Tennessee, Miami, and Ole Miss. So Miami battling some SEC programs. David, you mentioned he's an SEC body type. Again, I think that was evident. Uh, just get, just eyeballing him once again, seeing him, especially alongside some other guys, you know, even like right. wa- even watching him like stand next to like uh, a Marquise Lightfoot or, you know, even like an Artavius Jones. Like I think Kamarian Franklin clearly stands out. Um, you know, even amongst those guys. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Miami's done a really good job here. I mean, I think it's very telling again that he came back down 
uh, seemed like he told, said it was really, you know, kind of chill. It wasn't about big about a ton of recruitment or anything like that. It was just kind of come down, have a good time, uh, get to meet uh, some of the commits that Miami has on the board, some other recruits. And it seems like everything re- went really well there. I know there was a point where Mario Cristobal personally introduced Cam Franklin and Marquise Lightfoot to each other. Uh, so that was kind of cool because ideally those guys are going to be playing next to each other for the next few years. So, um, yeah, I think Miami crushed it. I mean, I think it was a really cool event. Uh, you know, it was a beautiful day for the pool and all that. So uh, I think everything went really well with Marquis Light, with uh, Cam Franklin. There's ways to go here. I mean, in terms of like these type of recruitments can have a lot of twists and turns before an announcement is made. But if you were going to handicap it, Gabby, would you feel comfortable saying Miami's the leader? Would you say they might be tied as the leader with another program? And if that's the case, who would you say that other program would be? Yeah, I've always kind of felt like Miami and Tennessee were the two kind of leading the pack here. But look, I, he could have gone to Tennessee this weekend. I mean, they were having a big weekend. He could have gone to Big Cat weekend, uh, you know, that that Auburn was having. I mean, that was a massive, massive, massive weekend um, over there, uh, you know, in the Plains with Auburn. And they had a, they have a bunch of moment, a ton of momentum on the recruiting trail right now. They flipped the Georgia commit to Marcus Reddick. They just flipped an Alabama commit, Perry Thompson. Uh, there's a ton of juice going on in Auburn. He he was supposed to visit them earlier in the week. He did not and then came down to Miami. So um, I do think the Hurricanes are in a really good spot. I mean, I don't know if, I, if I'm ready to outright call them the leader, but I think when you just kind of consider the way Kamari and Franklin has gone about his recruitment, it's hard to not feel like Miami is it's that Miami's like not the school at the top just because of how much effort he's consistently put in towards getting down here. Uh, you know, I, he, he lives pretty close to Tennessee. Like from what I understand, he's like right there on the border, like the Mississippi, Tennessee border. So like Tennessee's not far from him. I'm pretty sure he's been to Miami way more than he's been to Tennessee. And yeah, I think those are the two schools that Miami, well, I mean, Tennessee's really always been the school that Miami's been most concerned about. I do think Auburn's got some juice right now, so I'm not ruling them out, especially if he wants to check them out one more time, uh, you know, for that September official visit. Um, but I do think the Hurricanes and the Vols are kind of, in the in that maybe the best spots you know going into a potential commitment let's stay on the defensive line and another uh uncommitted to miami player that was there and that is elias rudolph the edge rusher he is committed to michigan elias is originally from the state of ohio he's now set to play this year at deerfield beach um i guess what what, what what's the latest there? I guess you know we we all know Mario Cristobal is not going to stop recruiting anyone that commits somewhere else um, until that official pen hits paper situation happens. Um, I guess is this kind of telling on how much Miami does want Elias Rudolph in this class? I think it's definitely very telling as to how much Elias Miami wants Elias Rudolph. When he when he was committing, like the day he was committing, like I was like, I was on the I was on like Miami watch. Like Miami made a very very strong run at him at the end. I think he had set the commitment date. He kind of stuck by it. But I do feel like Miami was a school that's, that was still kind of in the back of his mind. He's back in Cincinnati now. He's gonna he played the spring at Deerfield Beach. He's gonna go back to Cincinnati Taft where uh, okay. he had played before. So he's closer to Michigan. Uh, from what I understand, there's a few guys from the Cincinnati area who are headed to Michigan. Um, but I mean, I think him coming back down, spending that time around the program. I mean, 
I don't know if there was a player that was around Miami longer, to, uh, you know, on Saturday than Elias Rudolph. He spent a ton of time in the facility when everyone was at the cookout. He was the last one to get to the cookout and the last one to leave. You know, he he didn't leave Miami's campus to almost seven o'clock p.m. Uh, on Saturday. By far the last one there. Um, had a really long conversation with Mario Cristobal and you know some other people at Miami with just with his families there under the umbrellas right there by the pool center campus all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Miami's working really hard here. This is someone, this is definitely a body type that they covet, especially after that spring evaluation that led to an offer. So uh, Miami's definitely chopping wood there. And, you know, Elias Rudolph is, is definitely a name to kind of keep in the back of your minds for Miami when it comes to uh, those edge setters. Yeah. And let's just say, you know, again, this is a projection. This is not a prediction, but let's just say hypothetically, Miami is able to, to close out with, with Camary and Franklin and Elias Rudolph. That's a nice little defensive line class when you, if you are able to add those two oh, yeah. to Artavius Jones and Marquise Lightfoot, who are already in the fold. Um, that's kind of what you want it to look like year after year after year. Let's transition to Artavius Jones, who was, yeah. who's committed to Miami from Bluntstown uh, in the Panhandle, not too far from Tallahassee, and I guess he visited Florida State here during this. Um, visit period. Uh, so what does that mean, Gabby? And how big was it for him to show up at UM on Saturday? Artavius Jones definitely ruffled some feathers uh, with that visit to Florida State and just the quotes kind of coming out after it. Uh, you know, I, I think there's so much missing context just from like the words and, you know, the black and white that you see with just the words Artavius Jones sure. kind of said. Um, you know, he is, uh, you know, like he's not super... I don't know about fond of the recruiting process, but you know, he, he's a, he's definitely a different type of kid. He's super nice. He's super eager, excited. And I'm sure he had a great visit to Florida state, but you know, he loves Miami and kind of, you kind of coming off that Miami official visit, you kind of heard some of that. Like, you know, he would, told, he said, Oh, you would be stupid to not go to Miami. He committed to Miami. He loves Miami. Uh, you know, Florida state gave him a nice visit and he's very polite. He's, you know, again, a very loving kind of teddy bearish type of kid. And uh, you know, I don't think that he's one of those kids that, is kind of playing the, you know, or just like going about his recruiting process in a dramatic way intentionally or anything like that. I think this is all pretty, you know, considering he's from a small town. And again, I think his personality not media type, savvy too. That, think, yeah, definitely right? not. No, for sure. I, I just don't think he real. I don't think he fully understands like, you know, the impact of like the things that he's saying and how people are going to respond to it. Um, He, uh, he came back down to Miami, Miami got him back down. Uh, you know, I'm not worried about his commitment status. He told me that, you know, he does not see himself, you know, not following through with his commitment to Miami. Uh, saw him with Joe Salavea, plenty of other people laughing, smiling the whole time. Um, even during our interview, you know, he's laughing and just kind of like can't even believe the way people have gotten just kind of responding again to the visit and stuff like that. Like, I just I, I think everyone's got to pump the brakes on Octavius Jones. I think Miami feels really good about you know, where he's at with them and just overall, the like the, the like they're going to cross the finish line here and, you know, get him in and keep him in this class because of, I think that this is ultimately where him and his family want to be. And this was my first time getting eyes on him in person. And he definitely looks the part from a body type perspective. I'll say this, like, I kind of expected him to maybe be a little closer to being sawed off than, you know, closer to like six, four defensive tackle. I don't know if he is six, four, but I think he's very close. He might be six, three and some change. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and of course he looks strong. Like we know yeah. he's proficient as a weightlifter and he definitely has that strong build. Like he's, he's a big guy and there's not much bad weight there on that frame. So impressive looking guy just on the hoof and, um, and also to Marquise Lightfoot, impressive looking defensive end. I oh, think yeah. he's, he's got a frame to put on more weight. Um, and it was just good to have him there. I don't know if there's anything to add on Marquise, but uh, definitely looks the part. Yeah, I mean, I maybe just touch. I mean, obviously, he, a lot of people thought he was going to Ohio State before he picked Miami. Maybe one of the, the bigger surprises of the recruiting cycle, um, at least from a national perspective. Miami always felt good about where they kind of stood there. Uh, you know, he did say he's talking. He still talk. He still communicates with some of those guys. They're still hitting him up and all that stuff. But he seems, you know, focused on Miami. He said this uh, weekend was kind of another reminder to him of why he made this decision. Kind of reaffirmed uh, his decision to commit to Miami. So uh, I don't think there's anything to stress about there. So uh, Marquis Lightfoot, uh, again, like the frame, love that, love what he's going to look like in a few years. And again, I think it's a, just another great spot that Miami's in, just along the edges and stacking talent there. Daytona Beach mainland safety Xavier Mincy was also on hand. What did we learn about his visit? Yeah, I mean, another guy that could have gone anywhere. You know, again, I think he's another one that's coming closer to a commitment. He told me, like, you know, he can make a decision really anytime here in August. Uh, he said, like, maybe week one, maybe week two of his senior season. But it seems like he's getting closer. And I think him getting down to Miami here ahead of the month-long dead period is is big because uh, though, uh, Miami's been recruiting him super hard. A lot of people have kind of just, like, penciled him into Florida's class and you know, I, I think Florida is a very, very real contender there alongside Florida State and Alabama. Seems like those are the four schools, you know, with Miami in there that he's uh, really thinking about right now. He says he's trying to narrow it down a little bit more. But, uh, you know, he told, he told me he had a great conversation with Mario Cristobal. Uh, he told him that, you know, he really wants to coach him, really wants him in this class. And uh, again, I think it was good to kind of just see him be back and be, be there, be around the guys and just kind of hanging out and enjoying himself. So, uh, Xavier Mincy has been a top target for Miami. And uh, again, just him choosing to come down instead of going to Florida or going to Florida State or any of these other places, um, I think is, is good news for the Hurricanes. Eddie Pierre-Louis, the potential center of Miami's class, uh, also highly sought after with UCF, Oregon. Uh, he comes from Tampa. What, um, what did we learn about his visit? Yeah, he seems to be taking things kind of slow. Uh, you know, he didn't necessarily seem like he was in, a, in much of a rush uh, to make a commitment. Uh, he feels like his spot is secure at, you know, basically it seems like four schools, which are uh, Oregon, Oklahoma, UCF, and Miami. It seems to be that those are the four he's most focused on right now. Uh, you know, UCF is a crystal ball leader. I think he has really good relationships there. He loves the overall investment along the offensive line that Miami kind of provides with all those guys. Uh, you know, I, I think Miami hadn't gotten him back in since the spring. So uh, maybe have to play some catch up with Oklahoma and UCF, who again have gotten him both got him in for official visits. And, you know, it does seem like he might take in game days at all four of his like finalists, but uh, not sure if a, if a fine, if a final decision is coming anytime soon, but just kind of reading the way, just the way he kind of spoke. I mean, I do think that there's some legitimate UCF smoke there. And I do think that's a school that he's giving a, very real consideration to, uh, you know, just considering how close it is to home uh, and the relationships he has with, with Gus Malzahn, which he said spans like 10 years or something. Not sure how all that works, but, you know, he says he's had a, he's known them, those guys for a long time. 
But I think one thing going for Miami is that he does have people down here. He has family down here. He has family in West Palm. It's also not terribly far from home either with it being what, like a four hour drive from Tampa, um, you know, down to, to Coral Gables. So um, yeah, you know, I, I think it's still kind of, uh, you know, got to kind of continue to progress and hopefully get him, uh, get him on the boat here sooner rather than later. How about wide receiver Luane McCoy, the FSU commit out of Miami Central? Um, he was at the cookout. What's what's going on there? Yeah, another guy that Mario Cristobal took plenty of time to sit down with. Uh, he was at Miami with his mom, uh, which, you know, of course, is obviously a very significant person in his process and just in this decision. Uh, he seemed pretty, you know, he he didn't like, kind of shy away from his Florida state commitment. He did kind of make, made it, made it known that he is committed to Florida state, that he's very excited about the class that they're putting together up in Tallahassee, that he loves the direction of the program under Mike Norvell and where that thing is headed. Uh, Didn't strike me as someone that's just like completely like, you know, ruling out Florida state or just not like, you know, kind of like committed, but not really committed. You know, he's saying all the right things about them, but he also made it very clear that he's kind of open to anyone who's open to him. And Miami certainly one of those schools that he's considering. He said Mario Cristobal is the coach on staff. He has the best relationship with. He said Mario Cristobal texts him every single day. And they had that long meeting. Uh, sounded like that went really well. Um, and but a couple other schools he mentioned were uh, Ole Miss, uh, Penn State, uh, Minnesota uh, with Nick Monroe, who's recruited him at Syracuse. And now he's at Minnesota. He mentioned Oregon, uh, definitely a few others. But it seems like he's, uh, kind of going into the rest of this process with an open mind and kind of seeing where where the chips fall. UCF is another school that's really been in there for him too. Uh, so he's committed to Florida State, saying all the right things about Florida State. Doesn't sound to me like he's on the verge of decommitting, but uh, again, he's certainly, definitely exploring his options. Attention, business owners. I'm going to say three words you've probably heard of by now: employee retention credit. If you're a business owner with W two employees and you haven't explored this program, you need to schedule a call with our friends at Foreman Law Offices, ASAP. The employee retention credit can put thousands of dollars back into the hands of business owners. However, the rules are complex and have changed many times since the inception of the program. You need to have a qualified law firm with experience in the ERC. Evaluate this for your business. You won't owe them a dime until you get paid. All you have to do is go to erclawyers.com and fill out the short questionnaire to schedule a call with their team. Two minutes may be worth thousands of dollars for your business. Get it done today. erclawyers.com. Tell them TTS sent you for Through the Smoke. Offensive lineman Ellis McAdoo, who's kind of a late bloomer here on the offensive line. He's he's a three-star our guy out of the state of Connecticut. Um, what's your sense on if Miami will pursue him heavily or not? Yeah, I think that's still kind of to be determined for me. I don't think there's going to be like an all out push there or any rush to get him on the boat or anything like that. You mentioned his, he's from, he's from, oh, he's at, he's in Connecticut, originally from Illinois doing a post-grad year at St. Thomas More in Connecticut. So was originally a 2023 has kind of reshaped his body and doing a post-grad year up there. Um, you know, a couple of schools have offered Florida, West Virginia, Purdue, now Miami. Uh, seems like people want to kind of see him in that, like go through a three, like his first three games, that three game cut and what he looks like there. But Miami did extend an offer uh, to him after seeing him in person. Doesn't seem to have like a lot of like sloppy weight or anything like that. 
Um, but I'm not certain that Miami is just like going to totally go that direction right now. But I think it's definitely a situation they're going to explore and again, continue to kind of evaluate him into the, the fall. How about Cameron Pruitt, the Miami commit out of Theodore, Alabama? Uh, Miami likes him at linebacker. He is recently getting some interest from Alabama, though, and that is going to make things interesting. What's what's your read on that situation, Gabby? Yeah, it's definitely one I think we're going to have to probably keep a close eye on, uh, you know, over the course of this cycle. Uh, camp to Alabama said he he sat down with Kevin Steele, Miami's former defensive coordinator, who's now uh, back with the Crimson Tide and Nick Saban, and basically told them that, hey, you kind of have the green light to to move forward. Like if you want to play here, basically you have a spot here after they kind of watched him work out. He's from Alabama, you know, plays at Theodore in Theodore, Alabama. Uh, I think that's, you know, for an in-state kid like that, I think it's got to be a very, very enticing situation. But after right. that, he did get back again, came back down to Coral Gables, was back around his teammates. It kind of saw him, you know, kind of like chopping it up with everyone, having a good time with the recruiting staff, you know, with other uh, with other commits. He was kind of hanging out with them, too. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, probably Miami's going to have definitely going to have to play some defense here over the next few months. But, uh, you know, I think him kind of coming back down and not just really taking the dead period to kind of think over things uh, is a good sign. But, you know, I, I just think the fact that he's an in-state guy, you know, who Alabama's recruiting, um, I think that's going to be tough, you know. Yeah. And I'll say this about uh, Cam Pruitt. You know, I like him as a player. So don't don't read into this the wrong way. But like to me, one thing that strikes me about him just looking at him, his body type and whatnot, like I know Miami kind of likes him as a linebacker. And yeah, maybe he can kind of be like a 215, 200, maybe 220, but I, I just don't know if he has the frame to yeah. be a linebacker. To me, he looks like a safety. Yeah, but he does look like a safety. He is he's I think he's a little leaner than I thought he I guess you know he was walking around with like his shirt off all that stuff like he kind of saw the whole body right. type and i think he is a little bit lean and kind of like yeah I, I i agree that he does look like more of a safety right now like i see why there's a safety designation on him for us here at 24 7 sports but he is a good player like i i for think sure. he's a good player uh running back kevin riley quarterback judd anderson were both there how big was that to get them back on campus yeah, people are super high on kevin riley and you know again you kind of see him again in person with your own eyes and yeah there's a lot to be excited about with Kevin Riley, uh, you know, people around the program can't say enough about how excited they are to get their hands on that type of talent. Um, you know, I, I know there's, a, there's a ton of people who are just like really, really just eager to get him into the program. So, um, that's good to know. And, you know, kind of talked to Kevin Riley, uh, and he just told me that Alabama and Auburn are still kind of texting him and hitting him up. And, you know, he has relationships with those staffs and he's, you know, he'll answer them. You know, he he does kind of those those lines are open, but that when he committed to Miami, you know, it was because he wanted to be at Miami, and uh, you know, this is this is the place where he plans on being. Again, this was Big Cat Weekend at Auburn. I'm sure Alabama was doing something too. Uh, Alabama definitely was doing something because I saw a ton of you know elite dudes at Alabama. Um, he came back down to Miami. He didn't sneak off into he didn't sneak off to, to Big Cat Weekend. He didn't sneak off to Alabama. Uh, came back down to Coral Gables and hung out with his future teammates. So um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as concerned uh, about that one as maybe I am about Cameron Pruitt uh, right now. But uh, you know, yeah, again, a, a lot to be excited about with Kevin Riley for sure. 
And then let's discuss some 2024s that were not there and just what it means, if it means anything. That would, just because we talked about him in the preview pod, but that would be defensive back Jalen Hayward out of Rockledge and defensive lineman Aiden Breland out of Matter Day High School. So let's start with Jalen Hayward. I know you and I are basically like, look, this might be a little bit of a barometer in terms of like, because Miami was kind of trying to figure out if they do want to go after him, if they, you know, or if they feel like he's just not a good personality fit. Um, he was not at, at the cookout. Do we read into that? I think, I think maybe a little bit. Um, I think maybe a little bit. I think if they really wanted him down, they probably would have got him down. Uh, Auburn was actually expecting him at some point this weekend, and he did not go. Uh, he spent Friday at UCF alongside some of their commitments and then kind of stayed overnight and went back to UCF uh, the next day. Honestly, like I, I don't have a crystal ball in this. I honestly probably won't put one in, but if I did, I would probably, I feel like this is kind of leaning. This is kind of trending UCF. towards one of those situations where he stays at UCF, stays home, goes to UCF. He's obviously an extremely talented player and UCF's re- definitely recruiting at a higher level than they have been ever before. And, uh, you know, I do feel like this is probably, you know, one of those deals where UCF seems like the, the landing spot that makes the most sense right now. So, um, again, that's like my, uno- I guess that's my unofficial where things stand with Jalen Hayward uh, kind of prediction right now. And how about Aiden Breland, the uh, five-star defensive yeah. lineman at a matter of days, planning to go to a and I don't know if he made it out there. Yeah, I'm not sure if he made it out there either. I probably should have looked that up. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, they were really trying to hammer out all the details to get him down here. I think it was kind of a long shot. I thought they were going to kind of will it into existence, like just try, like really just try to make it happen. But I just think it was, it just ultimately just became too much. Um, you know, just kind of checking in with people that I know, you know, that are familiar with Aiden Breland. Um, it does sound like Miami will at some point get him back on campus. Uh, you know, he wants to give Miami one last shot, you know, not one last shot where like, I'm not saying that in a way where like, he's not really thinking about them and like, Hey, let me see if like, maybe this last visit will push them over, you know, we'll, I don't know, maybe have me reconsider them more, but I know that he wants to see Miami again before he makes a decision. So it's not, it wasn't this weekend, but I think in the future, maybe this sometime this fall, uh, Aiden Breland will be back around the program. I don't know exactly when that is yet, but it does sound to me, uh, you know, again, just checking in with some around him that, uh, you know, that Miami is a school that is still sort of in this race alongside a few others, you know, the, the Oregon's Texas A&M's Georgia, you know, Miami, of course, I think that's a solid group of schools. That's kind of, that are kind of fighting for a pledge right now. And then he wasn't at the cookout, but it's worth mentioning because he was there the day before visiting and that's Juco corner Sayon Laule. Uh, he is the six, three ish cornerback visited Miami, I believe with his mom. Um, what's the latest there? Yeah, I think it was big to get mom on campus. You know, he said that he told me that they hadn't seen any of the she hadn't seen any of the East Coast schools. So she came down to Miami with him. They spent, I don't know, let's call it 18 to 24 hours down here. And then they, you know, flew up to Penn State uh, to check out Penn State. Again, mom hadn't seen them either. Uh, You know, I I think Miami's put themselves in a really competitive spot here, Uh, you know, just kind of going into this dead period. He told me that he's kind of working closer towards a decision. He said he might make some sort of silent commitment before he goes public with something on his birthday, which he said is October 8th, I believe. Um, so I think we're still a few months out from officially knowing where he's going to go. But you know how these silent commitments go when 
I feel right. like if the, if a school that's not getting it uh, gets wind of it, I think it'll become pretty evident uh, which way this thing's trending. And I, I do think that Miami's very much in the mix there. I think Oregon is another school as well. Penn State for sure. Uh, I think those three are maybe best positioned, uh, you know, to land a commitment right now. And with you, with USC also kind of in there, but I'm not sure if they're in there right now as much as some of these others. Yeah, it could be interesting. Oregon, of course, has that close to home factor, which yeah. could play a big part. Money can be the root of all evil when you don't understand it. A couple of bad decisions shouldn't continue to affect us years later. And the path to recovery shouldn't be as painful as the regret. Everyone at some point needs help with their financial situation, and Pride Financial can lend that helping hand. Pride Financial offers a patient and judgment-free environment and will provide you with the knowledge and power you need to realize your dreams. Once they identify your goals, they will guide you to the finish line, holding your hand every step of the way. Repairing and building credit is only the first step. They'll educate you on a variety of banking and financial institutions, what resources they offer, and how to maximize funding for your financial needs. Gain access to a vast network of realtors and licensed dealers to receive outstanding deals on prime real estate and the newest vehicles to fit your lifestyle. They even offer education and services to assist those more involved on the business side of things. Text 305. 393-7698 or email globalchoice underscore consulting at yahoo.com to book a free consultation with Pride Financial. And let's take pride in our finances. Let's go on to 2025s and just kind of rapid fire. Yep. Uh, linebacker Zayden Walker, number 15 player nationally, according to 24-7. Great looking linebacker, 6'3", 220 out of Schley High School in uh, Ellaville, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I think Miami's in the, this is what I, what I wrote yesterday. It's like, I think Miami's in the Zayden Walker sweepstakes. Uh, this is the second time he's been on campus and it's his junior season hasn't even started yet. I think this is kind of the formula uh, for Miami is just kind of get them on campus as much as possible, as early as possible. Already got two visits down. Again, Zayden Walker's the number one ranked linebacker. In the 2025 class, he could have gone anywhere in the country. He told me that Miami wanted him down here more than any other school. He wanted to come down, check these guys out again. Uh, I, I, I think my, he told me Miami's firmly in his top five of schools that he's thinking about. So, uh, yeah, Miami's. I, I think Miami's positioning themselves uh, well to make a long-term run at uh, you know the top-ranked backer uh, from the Peach State. So that's obviously big because George, you know, George is going to always be in there. Solomon Thomas probably going to be the top in-state offensive yep. line prospect next cycle. Comes out of Jacksonville Reigns. We got him at number 21 overall in the country. Probably should be viewed as a Florida State lean at this early stage, but it's good that Miami got him on campus. Yeah, he, and he talked to me a little bit about Florida State and how like Alex Atkins is the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach, and he said he was like fascinated by that when he heard it. And then he said, coming down here to Miami, you see that the head coach is, you know, the head coach is actually an offensive line coach. And when he got to Miami in the morning, they're watching tape, you know, just practice tape. You see more, he saw Mario Cristobal actually in there with the offensive line, not just kind of standing around watching. Like he's like Mario Cristobal's hands on with the offensive line and Alex Mirabal is there with the offensive line. So he loved like 
just the overall investment that Miami's making in the offensive line. I think that's a really big deal for some of these guys as they kind of watch it is just how much of how much time and resources Miami pours into the offensive line. And I think that's something that was really, really impressive to Solomon Thomas. Uh, you know, he, he told me Miami set a very high bar for him. Um, you know, he was at South Carolina on Friday, uh, came to Miami on Saturdays at Florida today on Sunday as we record this podcast. And, uh, you know, I do think Miami, made, it was his first time on campus. He's, and I, it, did, it did feel to me like Sol, that Miami made a very strong impression on Solomon Thomas. So um, that's definitely going to be one, again, that I think, I feel like Miami is going to be in that one uh, long term now that they finally got him on, that they got him down. He's also friends with Derek Claus, uh, the commit, who's also from Jacksonville. So uh, those two were together a lot. And, uh, you know, that's always good to have another guy in his ear that's close by and, and familiar. How about safety DJ Pickett? He's from Zephyr Hills High School in Tampa, Florida, top 10 player in the country, according to both 24 seven sports and the composite. Another guy that's just good to get on campus. I would assume for next cycle. Yeah. I don't know if he's been on campus before, maybe he has, but I, this is the first time I remember him kind of sort of, sort of being around. Um, and I think it's a huge deal that Miami got him in. Uh, he, he, I didn't see him at the cookout. Uh, I, I don't think he made, I, I don't know what he had going on. Maybe he was going to visit someone else here on Sunday and had to, had to bounce, but I, I didn't see him at the cookout. Uh, bar pool party, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think it was just good to get him in the building and uh, for Miami to be able to kind of get further that relationship. So DJ Pickett is again in state, another in state product who's a top ranked player at his position. And uh, it was good to see him walk through those doors. Last guy I'll ask you about is Bryce Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. local guy, um, defensive back, impressed at the Legends camp um, with his coverage ability. Safety, maybe. Maybe a coroner if if they feel like he's athletic enough. Um, but what's the latest with Bryce Fitzgerald in Miami? Yeah, I love where Miami's at early in that in that recruitment. Uh, you know, he, he's been down. I feel like he's been down plenty recently, especially, you know, just going to Legends Camp, uh, you know, competing at Legends Camp, being back around the cookout now. Um, he's at he's at Belen Jesuit. I don't think he's gonna be at Belen Jesuit much longer. It sounds like sometime Monday he's gonna announce that he's transferring schools. Uh, so, you know, I think Miami Columbus is a, is a really, is a spot that he's most likely going to end up at. And, uh, you know, that's the same school that Jamile Dye's son, uh, plays at also. And those two are friends. He's very familiar with the Adai's at this point. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they've done a good job of just like expanding on that relationship. Uh, Adai was throwing up the Columbus seas at him as he was walking out of, as he, as he was walking out of the, the, out of the barbecue. So, um, it's also a familiar program. I think that's a school that you want a guy like Bryce Fitzgerald at newly minted top two, four, seven prospects. So, you know, definitely a, a, a big time player, uh, you know, according to our scouts and um, you know, I, I think this is, I think this is one local player that I think Miami has a really good shot at, uh, you know, early on in this process. Pretty good basketball player too, yep. if I'm correct. Like, Not going to play at Columbus. I heard <laughs> they're, yeah. too, they're a little they're too loaded at Columbus level. these days. Yeah. But yeah, I I do think like if he wanted to, he could have been like a mid-major level recruit. But yeah, um, maybe. But yeah, uh, anyone else in the 2025s to touch on um, that interests you? I know quarterback Luke Nickel was there, tight end yeah. Ryan G. Um, anyone else? Yeah, you know, who, who, uh, 2025, I, I kind of just really liked, like just frame-wise was Max Buchanan. He's uh, kind of like a center. He's basically a center tar, uh, a center prospect. Uh, out of Sanford Seminole. Uh, I mean, looks really, really good. I mean, I, I think he, he's probably in like that 6'3 range, uh, probably in like 275, 280 range. 
But like I could see, like I feel like early on in the process, Miami was really in on Joseph Iannata because they kind of saw that. And then later on in the process, you saw kind of Alabama jump into the mix with him. I think Max Buchanan may be a little bit further along than Joseph Iannata was at the same stage. Clemson has already offered. I, I, I could see this kid just totally blowing up and being one of the top interior linemen, uh, you know, or just maybe one of the most coveted interior linemen uh, by the time we get to maybe this time next year of his recruiting process. Uh, so I think Miami did a really good job, again, just kind of getting him around and uh, establishing that relationship. They're really, I mean, it's, it's a strong group of, offensive linemen in the state of Florida uh, this cycle, un- kind of unlike this 2024 cycle. So I think Miami's going all in on these 2025s. I really like Max Buchanan. You mentioned the guy like Luke Nickel is a quarterback that I-, I-, I like. You know, I think he looks the part. Ryan G is a big, you know, big frame tight end that still has plenty of room to grow as well um, and fill out and kind of physically mature. You can tell he- you could still see he's a little bit underdeveloped physically, but I mean, looks all of 6'4", 6'5", and you could see why there's some schools that are that are betting on him early. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, gr- I think that's a good group of, of 2025s who kind of made an impression. I think maybe DeAndre Desinor is a running back out of American Heritage who was offered a smaller guy, probably in like that 5'9 range, but, you know, a really shifty guy that uh, Miami had a chance to evaluate earlier in the week. And, uh, you know, like they had him on camp, they had him around the school earlier in the week and then had him again on Sunday, decided to finally pull the trigger on the local tailback. So uh, I think those are a few, that's a good, group of 25s to kind of touch on and of that are of importance too. Overall, a successful weekend, still not technically over this uh, recruiting window. It ends here on Monday with the uh, month of July closing out. But again, want to highlight 75% off sale August 1st. Uh, that sale is going to run for three days. So things are about to get busy with uh, the football team and the football season here with fall camp set to begin on August 1st. We will also have media day happening at Miami uh, on Monday, July 31st. So plenty of tidbits and news and notes to come out of that, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, want to put a bow on the recruiting stuff from the cookout in this podcast, and we'll get out of here on that note. So appreciate everyone for listening. Thanks again, as always, to our sponsors. And until next time. Take care. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.